What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th, shop at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Wind Down Day. Woohoo! I love your dress. Thank you. So much. You look. I appreciate it. I pop. Absolutely stunning. And you popped. I, I saw that on Instagram and I was going to text you and be like, you popped. I did. I definitely oh. popped. But I still feel like I have to wear like tighter stuff because mm-hmm. it's still like, but I, I definitely feel like I have a belly now where it's like hard. I can't suck in anymore. So it's exciting. But you're you're very lean everywhere else, so you're totally, now. <laughs> totally fine. Give me another couple of weeks, and no, but I'm like I'm super excited. Um, yeah, it's just it's nice to finally like feel and like like I feel pregnant, but now right. I like starting to look pregnant. It's yeah. not just like my um, boobs. And so. are you starting to feel better? Um, so oh my gosh, Michael and I went on a date night uh, last week. Where did you guys we went, go? We went to Katsuya, just something, mm-hmm. and then we went to see a movie. We went to nice. see Sicario, which I didn't love, but no. which is a bummer because I loved the first one. But um, we went, yeah. So we went to Katsuya. I've had sushi before, not mm-hmm. I just the cook stuff. I didn't. I'm not doing the raw per doctor recommendation and um even though my beth my friend beth would be like eat it up girl but i just i'm just following the rules i'm just so scared i'm just following yes, every single rule of this one. Well, as you should I, I did have a jimmy john sandwich but that's different but yeah anyways so um but we were eating and i had like i had my big crap hand roll i was having my california roll and all of a sudden i looked at michael and i was like oh no babe i don't i don't feel good oh no i threw up everywhere no. 
wait, in Ketsuya? So I go, huh, and like a little bit comes out, and I ru- like I literally grab my barf-, barf bag from my purse, run outside. Wait, you have a barf bag in your purse? I do. So I carry a plastic barf bag. It sucks. It sucks. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. Yeah, whatever. Okay, I'm sorry. Pour this mineral water on your face right now no No, um i'm sorry i know it's it's so sad but yeah it and and it was gross because it was the a green like actual barf bag that i got from like the hospital the last time i was there because i was super dehydrated so i i mean i saw my entire california roll in big crept i was like i'm never having sushi again no you won't even after this baby gusting I, I was just like, so I, then I started crying and I was like, oh, we're trying to have a date night and I'm disgusting and I'm ugly as I have like puke in my hair. And he's like, he's like, no, babe, you're beautiful. He's like picking it out of my hair, oh. like the rice. <laughs> so like, sweet. I, it like was a James Arthur song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but it was, but besides that, I feel good. It's just sometimes if I eat too fast, I still can't drink water. Like I still can only have like only mineral, bubbly water. Only bubbly water. I can only drink like bubbly, sparkling, like LaCroix or I'm drinking like Topo Chico right now. So it's like I, if I have something that sits on my stomach, I have to take rest, make sure I like. So it's frustrating. But right. I mean, I'm st- I'm obviously very grateful I'm pregnant. It's just I wish I wasn't still puking because I shouldn't be. No. But hmm. this uh, this baby is giving me some some uh some tough times but um it'll all be worth it do you want to know the gender i'm dying to know i have i sort of am able to guess just really by some of the things you've been talking about. okay what do you think it is well i'm not i'm i'm not going to guess because we <laughs> no because i what if i'm wrong who cares no i just know here's the thing here's the thing when i was pregnant with rocco uh-huh. i was so sick Really? Mm-hmm. But they say you're sick with a girl. I think it's the opposite. I also only craved super, super hot, spicy <gasps> food oh. and lemonade. Gross. Lemons. <laughs> I wanted. I wanted sour I lemonade with Jolie. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Okay. So I just I don't know. Changing. I don't know. Well, I thought maybe we could dial up Mike. Um, let's see if he's around. I know he's at work, but hopefully he'll pick up. Are you guys going to do a gender reveal? Oh, yeah. It's on my Instagram right now. You can see it. It's really cute. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so really quick, though, I want to talk to you about P-Volve. Um, Steven Pastorino is the founder of P-Volve. He has completely immersed himself in the world of fitness for over 15 years, and he believes in helping people transform their bodies through sustainable methods that create incredible tone and definition Without straining, damaging, or bulking muscles, which I think is fantastic. So basically, what I love is that um, it's a streaming service. The Pevolve streaming service offers a large library of videos, including um, structured workout plans and new videos that are updated weekly. So users can stream to Sculpt, which is great, tone and define anytime, anywhere from any device. So I know I saw that you have a cycling thing. I do. In your I, office. So yes. I think, so it, this is really cool. So you can make the commitment, sign up, and choose your workout delivery method, which is awesome. And you can do this from your office. And you can get the thighs, booty, and abs you want, which is amazing. Um, the P-Ball gives you an even better lift for your glutes and sculpt your inner and outer thighs. So I know that you just got that lipo. So now I did. You can... I, I got lipo, and I've been hitting it hard. 
and I'm going to add this. Yeah, definitely add it because yeah. um, the program includes a 30-day challenge. So six-day total body and three-day body burn. I love so, this. Yeah, we can totally do it together. We should. <laughs> to get 30 days free streaming, go to pvolve.com slash Kramer. That's pvolve, P-V-O-L-V-E dot com slash Kramer for 30 days streaming for free. pvolve.com slash Kramer. I know what I'm doing tonight. Uh, Michael? Hello. Hi, babe. Hey, honey. Hi, honey. Hi. Did you already you already did the gender reveal? No, we're no. That's why. Uh, no, 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 no. I I wanted to call you because I wanted to do it together. Since I asked you to be in studio, but he's like, I have to work. You're so oh. Hi, Jen. Hi. Catherine's so here excited. too. My girlfriend, Catherine from Nashville. Say hi, Catherine. Hi. Uh, you talked her into coming to booth? Yeah, I did. She hates me, but it's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, we have a we have a sex therapist on, so I'm going to make sure that you know Catherine's here for this one because <laughs> she loves me. Perfect. <laughs> um, but babe, um, sh- are you ready to tell everybody what the gender of our baby is? Yeah. Um, oh. What did you? Wait, 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 no, Easton, hold up, hold up, hold up. What did you think it was? Me? Yeah. I thought it was a girl for sure. Yeah. And you? Hands down. Hands down a girl. I was sick. I was craving fruit. Um, I, I like, I felt, you know, just, I felt gross, which is how I felt with Jolie. So I was like, I'm definitely having a girl. And I secretly, like, I, I also wanted a girl too. I wanted like, you know, to have a sister for right. Jolie. So, so sweet. Did that come true? Okay, Easton. Okay. Now you can. Drum roll, please. Is it a girl? Is it a boy? One, two, three. It's a boy. We're having oh, a boy. Little boys are. Boy. Had a baby. It's a boy. Do we have a name picked out? <laughs> we do, but we're not sharing the name until day up. That's a good idea. Yeah, I have, but, I have some okay. funny stories about sharing the name too early. Well, we started to do like we picked out like two names, right, babe? It was two, wasn't it? Yeah. Well. We picked out a lot of boys. Well, he was boy coming up hard. with boy names are so hard. Like they super hard. Are so difficult. But like Rocco, that's such a cute name. But I named Rocco after Saint Rocco. Oh I the like patron that. saint of healing. And <clears throat> I just heard the other day the patron saint of bachelors, which did oh. not make me happy. <laughs> that's at all. Up for success. Good job. Michael. <laughs> yeah. But I went through so many names because yeah. nothing was resonating with me. Yeah, we had we had it like when we like how we said before, we like we had our names picked out. We it was, you know, Jolie and then if it was a if it was a girl, we were gonna name her Charlie. Oh, I um, love that. Love, 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 love. Um, but we always had our boy name be Carter. But then like what was it a car wasn't yeah, it a Carter baby? Oh, it started as Grayson, oh, and then my girlfriend that. had a baby named Gray, and so and then another Grayson. So I was like, okay, that one's gone, and then we changed it to Carter. But then I feel like there's so many Carters now. So I'm like, right. and I, I just like, I love how Jolie's name, like, it's it's a little different. It's not really like that popular, and so we came up with a few. I hated, I hated Jet. Sorry, not that I don't like if someone has jets. <laughs> like, I just for me personally, <laughs> for that's yeah. For me personally, that's not the name. But Michael really liked Jet, didn't you, babe? Yeah, I mean, we were playing with a lot of different names. I mean, I liked a lot of stuff. We just we're just we weren't sure for a long time. It's just I just feel like it was so hard. Like a little girl is just easy, and then a boy, I feel like there's 
feel like there's more men out there that ruin names for guys and they're totally. like totally oh, i was sure. like oh can't because he was a total you know Douche. douchebag in high school no nope, can't name right. him this can't name that baby remember when we came up with jeter john <laughs> hey, Jeter John. we're like i was like what about jeter and like michael's middle name is john so we you know we kind of wanted to like incorporate john and i was like jeter he's like, he's like yeah i like jeter i'm like i'm like jeter john like and then we're like Jeter John, <laughs> Jeter John, get your butt down here, Jeter John. Yeah, it came out super redneck when we said it out loud. Yeah, right. and then yeah, we sent it to Catherine. I was like, hey, Catherine, what do you think about Jeter John? I was like, She's what like, the hell are you saying? Jeter John, his name is Jeter John. No, Yeah, I know. Jeter John. Yeah, but no, we came up with that name, so that was crossed off. What else did we come up with? It's so uh, hard. We came up with I thought, oh, you I liked. For a long time, I, I, I thought I always wanted, like, a Michael John Falcon Jr. Hey, I nixed that right in the butt. <laughs> yeah. I have a, you gave are, him a little bit at times when we couldn't come up with one. But. No, you said, what was that other name that you loved about that boy when you were growing up? What was his name? Oh, Kalo. K- he, he wanted Kalo. And to me, that sounds like a Kilo of, like... Like Keloid? Or Keto? <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm like... Kato? Like, like Kato yeah. was with but, OJ? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, like Kalo, I was like, I'd rather have Michael John. That's what I gave him, like the Michael John one. But we came up with something that has a meaning that is very, and this baby has been very, for both of us. Yeah. So we, I'm really excited to share the name because it is really special for both of us. And we told his, um, yeah, I haven't even told you. We told his, um, his, you know, dad and grandpa. And so there's, there's meaning with those, with them too. So it's, it's just, it just feels like great. I love it. You know, and I was honestly, I'll say this. So we had, we did like a pinata thing. It's on the Instagram right now. But, um, and I, for, I mean, again, I for sure thought it was a girl. He thought it was a girl and he secretly, like I never had a sister. So I always wanted to kind of know what that was like having, right. having a sister. Um, obviously I'm so happy. Like, if it's, it was, if it was a boy or a girl, but again, like I always wanted a sister. So I wanted that for Jolie and knowing that this is like the last baby out of my body. Like I was just mm-hmm. like, but then at the same time, like now I'm so pumped to have a boy. Like I'm, everybody's telling me like those boys mm. love their mama. I was just going to say Rocco, all he wants to do is cuddle. Uh, he just is a little lover. He boys love their mamas. I know, but and I'm all, but I'm like, I'm scared to have a boy because I know Mike is really scared. Well, well you guys are just going to have to grow through it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just you know we we have the little girl thing figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, we both are, had our very genuinely real shocking emotions when we found out it was a boy. Yeah, uh, I cried. Yeah, 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 <laughs> And I was just, I was in complete shock. I didn't know. I couldn't put words to it. Um, but yeah, no, we both come around a lot on it. And I'm, Jana, I'm especially, s- she's already starting to buy clothes, which anyone that knows Jana, she like loves buying clothes for other, other people, people and even men. Oh, so I like men's Christmas time, like me and like my dad get hooked up. Oh, that's awesome. So like she's going to spend so many more, so much more money on clothes for it. Our son, that she is Jolie. I know. I, I came home the other day. I'm like, look what I got for a baby boy. And like, Aww. he's like, he's like, drop crotch this. And I was like, like it's so cute. Crotch, like, <laughs> it's so crotch, cute. Crotch, the boys. Like, and I'm like, oh, God. 
I just can't wait. And I think like for Mike is like, he's just like, he has to walk a very fine line with like, you know, obviously we, you know, we're both raised great. We have great families, but it's also, you know, ways that we want to change. Like he wants to, you know, do different things as a father. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard, like making sure that you don't do, how do I say that, babe? Well, it's what it is. It's really more of just a bigger picture of society in a sense of the whole old school, you know, way of life as a male of hiding your emotions. Mm -hmm. Don't cry. Don't show vulnerability. Be tough. Be that. It's shifted a lot in today's culture where, you know, it's okay to be that, but at the same time, you still got to be tough and, and no one to show things and no one to keep it too close to your chest. And, and so it's just going to be difficult. I think for any father, for any parent, let alone like raising any child, but I just feel like there's something special about a father raising a son in today's world and dealing with those obstacles of trying to really create a, a well-balanced um, environment for your child. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, you know, again, like kind of looking back on like your childhood and stuff, it's like, how our parents raised us has affected us in our adult life. You know, not saying they're, they're bad, you know what I mean? But they're, you know, I'm sure we're going to mess our kids up in some way, but we look back and be like, man, like, you know, my dad was really, he didn't give me that, you know, I was good enough. So now I, and then I strived for good enough in other men or like Mm -hmm. with, you know, your father, you you have your issues too, where it's like, you know, you, you, you want to like kind of change the pattern a little bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, but every single person wants to do that. Right. Cause like even our parents, when they became parents, they wanted to do things different than what their parents did. And so, you know, like we said before on, on, on your podcast is like, you know, we know like our parents did the best that they can. We're doing the best that we can. And that's all you can ask for. And so all you can do is learn from your life experiences, like everything else. And so right. when, we become, when you become parents, you're going to learn from your life experience of having parents and what they did with you. And obviously you're going to have things you might want to change or do differently. What is your biggest fear about having a boy, though? Um, oh, man. I'll tell you mine for you. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. You go ahead. So he was at my gym, and there was, and it's kind of like we kind of talked about there was a little girl, like if a little, okay, so there was a, there was a little boy around the same age as Jolie. He was crying, and, and Michael's first reaction was like, stop crying shut up like but if right. it was Joel, he'd be like come here what's wrong mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that he came home and he's like man he's like i noticed that that was just like shut up kid you know right but if it was a girl but so it's like it's again being tender with a boy and still acknowledging like you know why are you crying what hurt your feelings it's okay to feel that way right but also mm-hmm. being like eh, you know but you don't want to raise a softy either so right exactly and that and that's my biggest fear is just kind of like what i said and what you just touched on is creating a balanced environment where you know actually being vulnerable is a, a major way of expressing toughness mm-hmm. and right. now you know in my, in my mind that is that is actually being tough is showing you know your cards and, and showing your emotions but still there's a time and a place to do that and so you know again your your natural reaction of how you were raised in some situations is going to come up and Jana knows that, and I know that, and I know that Jana's going to do everything she can to keep me in check because I'm going to have times where I'm, my patience is short, and I get short-tempered, and, and I just want to kind of react and, and, you know, and just kind of come out and give it to him a little bit. And those times will happen, and sometimes he's going to need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that's never going to happen because I think kids need that. Too. Yeah. 
you know, um, you know, to, to be like, hey, cut, cut the shit, you know, like <laughs> act right. So, um, but no, that's I think we have the same fear going into that. Mm-hmm. We'll keep your each other. On me about raising a boy. I don't know what to do with this little peewee. Well, get ready to get peed <laughs> on. I well, would wear cool. sunglasses oh, when yeah. you're changing him because you take that diaper off, well, and if you're not yeah, careful, you just, just keep it covered. Yeah, but it's take so, a wipe and put it over yeah. every. Or they time have teepees. But it's like, or how teepees. do you clean like a kinda, penis? Like I'm like, ah, it's, it's easier than a vagina. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's so easy. Which is like, I like, I know it's like, I know my parts. I know her parts. And it's like with a boy, it's, it's like, I avoided little peepees, and now I gotta have, you know, <laughs> now you have to wash one. Yeah. And, just, and Jen and Catherine, you guys can attest to this. I gave Jan a heads up just because you know I remember when my brother was a baby and changing him and. Them having little baby erections. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is disgusting. I don't know. No. Yes. Yeah. How? Sorry. Well, it's, it's not like he's watching baby porn. Like sexual. Let's stop. Morning wood. Morning wood for like a, a baby. It's just like it just happens. I'm sorry. Happens. I will scream. It's just like when cause that's why I never wanted a boy dog. And the first time that oh. I saw Waffles' little lipstick come out, Ew. I like was like, get the f away from me. <laughs> like, that's so disgusting. Yeah, so that's probably my biggest thing. And then also, I'm going to feel really, really, really bad for his girlfriends. Like, and then his wife, like, I'm going to feel real bad. You're going to be the ultimate monster in law. I'm going to be, yeah, I know. And like, oh, don't say that. No, no, I will. A hundred percent. Because, like, I always, yeah, Catherine, she will. Because I always, like, I love you, Pam. I just want to say that, like, first and foremost, like, I know his mother-in-law, my mother-in-law listens to this, Michael's mom. She's amazing. She's so great. But in the very beginning, you know, she was like, this is a tradition. Like, you know, you know, everyone comes home for Christmas. And I was like, no, like. And then I wanted like Michael to like stick up for me to be like, no, I don't want to like, and so like, and he didn't say anything. And I was like, dude, Mm -hmm. like what? And he's like, well, like my mom, I was like, you're not married to your mom. Like you're married to me. (laughs) But now if I'm like, yeah, just wait till our son tells you that. No, that's the thing. I'm going to be like that. Hell you. I was like, divorce her. Like, I will be like, I'm going to be so, I mean, I'm going to be like. Pam on steroids like I'll be like no absolutely not there is no like if ands or buts about it like in in like kind of like oh, I shut her down a little bit like I'm gonna like annihilate this woman that comes in and like tries to steal my Christmas with my child right mm-hmm. and my little son much greater after uh, dealing with that <laughs> yeah I mean I obviously I do now but it's hard yeah, for the it's hard for the boys to also had that transition from their mama because he's like, su- right. you know, no, Mike was is. such it's... like, it's like, hey, like, we now have our family. And mm-hmm. like, but, and so I have to then remember that too, like being from, the, but at the same time, I'm like, this is my little boy. Like, you are mine. <laughs> right. It, it <laughs> will, it will be. And I, you know, I, I will probably be very similar when yeah. it comes to Rocco <laughs> bringing girlfriends home. But I have some serious ex monster in law stories. Oh, really? That will make you laugh out loud. We should actually we should do that. We should That'd cover monster in law stories yeah, we because everybody has them. Yeah, I mean, luckily I'm so fortunate. Like you know, Pam is fantastic, and I'm so fortunate that she's my mother in law. You know, but I mean, again, like, but in the beginning, <sighs> it's always it's, difficult. Yeah, That's and I'm sorry, is. Mike. Push and pull in the beginning. Yeah. It's always the guy's mom. It is because the guys don't like they're afraid to say something mm-hmm. to their mom, right? Which I now like can like 
appreciate and understand now having a boy and now right. knowing like where my heart pulls strings for it. But it's at the same time, yeah, it's also we love like, our mom. I know, and I love that, but at the same time, I'm your wife, you know, like, so, right. I, but now I kind of understand both sides of it, but it's always like, the dude, it's like, you're, you're not sleeping with your mom, you're sleeping with me, so, that's Bottom be, line. Yeah, and then, like, any of the girls he brings home that look like hoes, like, oh, go, bye. Bye. <laughs> like, with the P-trap? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> Yeah, not gonna happen, but no. I'm really excited to raise a boy with you, honey, and I love you, and I'm just very happy that we're in a good place, and that we're bringing another um, baby into this world and that it's a boy and we're going to have the best of both worlds now. We are. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun and a whole new series of learning. Um, and you get to teach him how to be, good. how to respect women. And I think that's going to be awesome because, because you're in such a good place and because you can now, um, yeah, because you can now show him the way to respect and treat a woman. Yeah. There's no question that that's, those are going to be the biggest times that I'm going to have to watch my temper and how I react is because that has been such a, obviously a thing for me and in, in my growth as a, as a human being, as a person, as a man, that if he starts to act in ways that are negative, that I learned through the hardest ways possible, mm-hmm. what not to do and how to treat people that I, I might just go off Yeah, and, and beat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> You know, lying or, or treating women bad or something like that. I don't, you know, I don't know how my patience will do it. You might let me, honestly. Uh, yeah. You might be like, yeah. go ahead, honey. Go. Yeah. But, no, All right, baby. Uh, we'll get back to work. I love your face, and I'll see you at home. All righty. Okay, babe. You, honey. All right. Bye, see Mike. Bye. Bye. Okay, because I don't have my period right now, I'm going to um, let Jen take this. She is a Lola expert i am and you know what look oh my god she has them in her purse right now can i see one (laughs) here's a super here's a regular oh my gosh these are great so for different sizes for different days throughout the week when you're on your period because you know when you first start the flow's heavy and then it lightens up yeah and you don't want to you don't need like five million heavies when you like so what i love about is you can customize whatever size right yeah, absolutely. The box, you can customize it. You can do half and half. I think they even have a smaller, um, like a super small. They have panty liners. They come once a month. They show up exactly at the right time. And they actually remind you like, oh, shoot, I'm going to start my period because there's the Lola box. That's fantastic. I, I think that's so great. And it's also, it's good for you too. They're uh, BPA free plastic yeah. applicators. So they're um, they're they're good for your body. So, you know, we worry they're 100% natural. Um, which I love. There's no mystery fibers or doubts about what's going in your body. So I feel like we care about what we're eating, so we should also care about what we're actually inserting into our body. Yeah, absolutely. They offer pads, liners, um, and you can choose the number of boxes you want as well. I get two a month so that I just I kind of have a stockpile. Stock, yeah. And I put the extras in my travel bag. I have them everywhere. I love that. Well, for 40% off all subscriptions, visit MyLola.com and enter Jana when you subscribe. That's MyLola.com and enter Jana for 40% off all subscriptions. MyLola.com and enter Jana. All right. I'm really excited about this because we have a sex therapist that's going to be on. Her name is Leslie Gustafson. I'm so excited. She's also a marriage and a family therapist as well. So we can ask her everything. Everything. Oh, I like that. I do too. That's really, especially like family, you know, like, I mean, I've been to like therapists, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like, I wonder if she deals with like the whole family, like the whole family comes in. 
and like sits down and talks to I want to hear all, all about that. Yeah, I know. I love that. I'm excited. But she's like the real deal, apparently. I mean, she's been, she, oh, she has a book too called, um, or her passion is to help as many individuals and couples as possible to create amazing love, amazing sex, and amazing lives. So she um, she developed the Amazing Intimacy Box Company. I want to hear more about this. I Wait think a that's second. Really cool. Is yeah. this this is like oh my god! It's look. It's, it's like says, all the boxes. That it's are, like the box it, subscriptions. Yeah, yeah were uh, created fun, loving, pleasurable experiences mm. get delivered to your doorstep with inspirational coaching provided. That's really cool. That's I like that. Awesome. I wonder what comes in those boxes. I know. I'm excited to ask her. I'm gonna like. I want to. I want to asterisk that right now. And I, I, I might want to uh, get in on this. I might want a monthly membership. But you're single. Sort of. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have kind of like the man friend. I have a man friend. Yeah. Is yeah. it getting better? Going yeah, more? Yeah, it's long? good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We're just friends. But then why would you want to... This is... Wait. You know what? I just totally lied. Oh, my God. No, he's... Our first, we're to- first lie. I know. I lied. Why? I don't know why I did that. Why'd you I lie? Think, I don't know. Do you, are you, okay. That was so weird. Do you not want him to be your boyfriend? No, I do. I totally, I love him. He's so kind. He's incredible. Then why, why I don't know. Why did I just say that? Why did you just lie to me? I don't know. I maybe, I didn't mean, I didn't want to ready. I'm, I am so ready. I'm, 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 (laughs) no, I think it's because this is the first time this is very public on this podcast. (laughs) And I think that. Well, we're not saying his name. Right. But now we can say your boyfriend instead of man friend. Yeah, he is my boyfriend. Oh. He is. Yeah. And the divorce is final? Not yet. That's fine. But it's like I think it's that's over. another reason that's why, I'm, why. Yeah, 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 li- yeah. I'm, you know, cautious and. Cautiously cautious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, you guys are good, though. Super good. Yeah. What makes it different? Like, why? The communication us- is so incredible. That's sweet. Um, Does it have mutual respect? Yes, he has, mm-hmm. and he likes them. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Jen has a boyfriend, and I lied about it. You did. <laughs> oh, you know what? We're going to talk about your lying ways right now because Leslie Gustafson <laughs> is on the phone. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Really great. Delighted to be here. Um, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, it is, um, I'm Jana and we also have producer Jen here. Hi. Wonderful. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jana. So nice to meet you both. Nice to meet you too. too. Um, I've heard you're just like the guru of all things, sex, love, marriage, and family. (laughs) Is this true? Which is code for I'm old, I think. No, no, you're just, it's, it's, it's called experience, right? I mean, you're. It's my life. It's my life. It's my passion. I've been privileged to do it for a very long time. So yes. Can I? um, Definitely Can I ask how that. you, um, like, how do you, like, how are you the guru at these things? Like, how, how have you made this? I mean, did you and your husband have intimacy issues or is it just something that you've always, that's just where you've um, grown with your, with your therapy or? Well, I started out years ago kind of practicing generally with depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. women's issues and all of that. But I had a failed first marriage uh, to a guy who had, um, what we don't call sexual addiction, sexual addiction now, but it definitely was sexual addiction, and he'd had an affair, and we never recovered. 
Mm-hmm. And from that, um, at the same time, I was working with couples and feeling like I can't even treat the whole couple because we have no training in sexuality in graduate school, believe it or not. Very little. Really? And I thought, for, yeah. for all therapists even now? Yes. Wow. There's like one class on sexuality, usually, if that. And we're just not prepared to be able to treat a whole couple. And I'm like, I need to get better at this. And my heart is to be able to help everybody in their most important areas of their lives because it so greatly affects me, affected me personally. But then I was just feeling, you know, not capable of helping and people need it. So are you and technically been- then a CSAT? I am a certified sex therapist. Yeah. I've been practicing um, sexuality sex therapy since 2004. Yeah. Wow. And and I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I've... then my husband, my current husband, because I've been married 21 years, we wrote the book Amazing Intimacy, Create a Spectacular Marriage in and Out of the Bedroom. So we see men, women, and couples all day long. That's what we do. That's amazing. <laughs> well, so can I ask, I know, I know, like, usually therapists ask you questions. I mean, like, patients ask you questions, but I'm just curious because, um, You know, obviously, I'm not sure if you know my background at all, but my husband, he's had it. I've just gotten to know you in the last 24 (laughs) hours, and I have to say I'm so honored, and I just think you're fierce, and I think you've walked through so much that I'm just touched by your journey, and you're only 34, and I'm like, what? Wow. (laughs) Thanks. Well, I I appreciate it. I mean, it's been tough, but I, I guess my question, I'm curious, is because, you know, obviously my husband has had affairs, your first husband had affairs, and you didn't get through it. If you would have had the training that you had now, do you think you would have been able to have made your first marriage work, or... It was possibly there isn't I don't have a lot of regret because I think that marriage needed to end and he went off to get more well, Mm -hmm. I think, because it ended. And I went off and was able to um, have really the marriage that I had longed for and probably not really chosen, Mm -hmm. um, but should have. And then I, you know, I ended up with the gift of a marriage that I never imagined could be so amazing with a partner who could be with me in the way that I needed. But my ex, you know, we were very much in love, but there was just too much damage in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't getting well and he wasn't recovering. So I was continuing to put myself back into the same situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely hear that. Luckily, my husband is, yes, he's, has he had slips along the way? Sure. And it's, you know, it's almost broken us to the you know point of filing but at the same time like he's and he knows that's like okay if this continues to happen like that like bye like I'm, I can't there's only so much that women can take yeah with without literally just being like I, I can't live my life if this is going to continue to happen and that's when I think he had his aha moment too and he changed his life and so you know luckily he's amazing now but it's just having that fear I think is like as as a as a person on your couch right now, I guess what I'll say is, <laughs> I, and I, um, I'll, I'll say this, like, it's, it's hard for me to, because I know that's always in the back of my mind. Like things are amazing. Things are great. Like we're, you know, we're expecting another child and, um, yeah, he's, a, thank you. And you know, our family's great, but I'm, I, and I told this to our couple of therapists too, is I'm so scared of that. Like, where's the next shoe that's going to drop? Yeah, and that's that's a response that's completely normal when you've gone through, and I consider it a trauma. Infidelity mm-hmm. is a trauma, and it takes a while to get out of that crisis mentality. I think you're a couple of years in, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's of, a of doing the work and, years, yeah. and recovering and working on it, and and you've got two willing partners here who are 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 committed to doing the work and willing, and that's 
so important and that's everything. But it takes a very long time to get out of that mindset that says, you know, what if it happens again? Or even being triggered when little things come up in the day-to-day, which I'm sure that still happens for Mm -hmm. the two of you. Uh, But what I like to say to couples, and I think it might be helpful to you to hear too, is that once we run into something like this that happens relationally, we have a kind of awareness when it's not, you know, hypervigilance that is so helpful because none of us are certain that we're going to be able to love each other all the days of our life well without hurt. And so to have a healthy awareness that, wow, we, we actually have to stay at this. And we have to be involved with each other, and we have to keep working at it. For marriage, any marriage to work is a kind of awareness that everybody needs to come into if they're going to make it last. Right. And it's, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate, or maybe not, um, that it came through the tragedy and trauma of infidelity. But I have seen so many people have that be the, the amazing impact that turns the whole thing around, deepens deepens the relationship and allows us to do some of the work that we maybe needed to do and hadn't done before. And it doesn't, it's what was needed, like a crisis. Right. For the growth to happen. Absolutely. But what about for the couples that are just like, that that don't have infidelity, that it's, you know, their marriage is, is fine and there's nothing going wrong, but like, but yet it's still, there's not that, like, the passion, the passion, yeah, the passion's not there. Like what, like, and it's like, how do you, how do you kind of jumpstart that? How do you, how do you start to be like, okay, I'm going to give him something that he needs. And, but yet you're so stuck in your like normal, normal monotony of of life. Yeah. Right. And it's such a great question. And of course, it's kind of the, the bulk of the work I do all the time, because once you journey along as a couple, it does kind of settle into, you know, we're doing our lives and we're doing responsibilities. We got and kids really and you were a, taking the kid this yes, way and this way. Bye. High five. And Going we, to work. We, kind of, we, get, we, pro, we get deprioritized. And those early high-flying feelings that kind of drove the relationship initially, where we're like, oh, my gosh, we're the same, and you're fabulous, and oh, my gosh, you're into me, and I'm into you. And there really is a heightened state for a good couple years that we can ride out on. And then about the two-year, maybe 18-month, two-year mark, it starts to dip, and we're like, oh, oh, he's a real person. Oh, she's got stuff, too, right? Yeah. (laughs) We kind of fall from that really heightened place, which is necessary because we can't just stay heightened or rely on our feelings forever and a day. But it can be the time where you're like, we've got to figure out how to do this love thing. Like, how, how do we do real relationship now and keep it alive and exciting? And it doesn't just happen anymore. We have to make it happen. But we can't, we can't deprioritize ourselves and stop dating and do all the things that we once did and expect we're going to have the same glow. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to ignite something new, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's a new restaurant or a new area um, in the yeah. city, because otherwise, I feel like we are such creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, where do you want to go? You pick from the same five restaurants. <laughs> you right. pick from the same, you know, five coffee places, mm-hmm. and you're not experiencing anything new. Yeah. So it starts to feel just like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. 
Yes, and, and boring because it mm-hmm. used to be exciting, and then it, it slips into uh, what we want, which is secure and stable. But then it starts to feel like, well, did I marry my brother? That's not what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Because both poles, if you will, are essential that you have novelty and adventure and uncertainty, but you also have this stable, secure, intimate life. Like right. both need to be happening because we didn't we, we we marry for the excitement. We marry for the partnership and the good feelings and the companionship. But then it settles into, oh, this feels so good to be, you know, stable and secure. Right. But not will, for very long. <laughs> Leslie, do you think the idea of marriage is outdated? I'm talking about the legal know. aspect of marriage. Like you go to the courthouse, get the marriage certificate. You have to get married within three days. Um, I don't I don't know that it's outdated. I don't think our needs for connection and belonging um, and and depth of relationship, those are core to who we are as people. So commitment, connection, uh, that will never be outdated. Then why do they um, say that people are... It's um, people aren't meant to be monogamous. Uh, That's very current thinking, because the idea is that you will settle into kind of this stability and security. And maybe we're really not made for monogamy. Mm -hmm. And so that we have to start looking for novelty elsewhere in order to get all of our needs filled. And, And it is true that one person can't do it all for us. And so part of the thinking is that. And so, you know, do we find other ways to get needs met? Now, I'm not a defender of that at all, but it is current thinking. And there is kind of a, a kind of a non monogamy well, is that where it's like, okay, so if one person, you know, love language is more touch and that person's like, I hate touch. Does that mean that that person basically has to, like, give them that every once in a while to meet halfway? Absolutely, because there's no way you're going to have a long-standing, committed relationship of every of any kind if there isn't the willing willing to self-sacrifice and surrender and and not do what feels good for you all of the time. But what if it's I like mean, just not we, what you want to do? I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I'm just like speaking for some people that have like DM me to be like I. It's just I. It's too much energy out of my day, and after the kids, and it's like I don't like. I don't want to. Here's the thing and why it will work. Because when someone says, you know, I don't want to do it, I say, hmm, I wonder if that person's needs are getting filled. Because when we are pouring into each other, you get this wonderful cycle going kind of organically where he's giving to me and I'm giving to him. And we want to give because it feels good to give and we're in this positive place and he gives and I give. You know, it's a different thing than sitting there like going, I don't want to give because I'm not getting. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. if we aren't getting, we'll stop wanting to give and we'll start getting resentful. Yeah. So well, and just if like you don't want to, that could be a clue. Now, how come I don't want to? What's not happening for me that's, that's enlivening me in such a way that I don't want to? Do I have a resentment? Do I have a block? Do I feel like he's not attuned to me? Well, what Do if I the person like- is just like, I mean, for my husband, for example, like, you know, intimacy is really, really hard for him. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Meaning emotional connection. Yeah. And just like, you know, even sometimes he's like, yeah, I want to hold your hand, but maybe I don't want to. So I just, I almost have to tell myself, hold her hand because I know that she's going to like me holding your hand. But, it, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, that hurts my feelings because why wouldn't you want to hold my hand? But like, in like that kind of like being intimate is like tough for him. So it's like, but he knows that I like that. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, Not I don't want him to be doing something if you don't really like it or mean it. 
But he's like, so I don't know if he's like trying to train your himself. Your love language is kind of touch. Your love language that does it for you is touch. Touch is my number one, and then words. And then what is his? Um, acts of service and um, affirmations. Okay. And do you find when you lean into those more that he's he's more open? A hundred percent. Yeah. See, and that's that kind of yeah. give give and give that just sort of allows you because it doesn't it doesn't dawn on him if it's not his love language. It's not. You know, I don't know his background, you know, but maybe he wasn't touched a lot as a child. There wasn't a lot of affection. He learned to go at like an independent guy, completely separate from other people. I don't know. That's not an uncommon mm-hmm. scenario for someone who has difficulty with touch. Hmm. But when you speak to him in his love language, all of a sudden he softens and then he's able to enter in or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, I really don't want to be emptying the dishwasher, but I know it'll make him happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for years, this is a, a funny story. For years, my husband was doing acts of service for me all of the time. And it was like, that's fine, but you're kind of annoying. Right. <laughs> because it, was, it wasn't my thing, but it was his thing. And so we often do the thing that we want, right? Yeah. So it wasn't until we finally figured it out. You know, this was years ago. And it's like, I'm a touch girl. And he's like, oh, <laughs> right, and that's, not his, right. that's not necessarily his thing, but he has found when he has taken effort to touch me that he can find his need for touch then too. Yeah. I'm words and touch, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and, but when it comes to coffee, it's like, I love you if you bring me coffee. So that would be an act of service, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And then my girlfriend, Catherine's in the studio. She hates me right now, but your, what your love languages are, are what is it? They're, uh, it's gifts and, right? Yeah. Jen, are we talking Jen? No, my my uh, my girlfriend Catherine is in the studio with me. And, and oh, so no, her no, love no. language is like, is I think it's gifts and acts, isn't it? Yeah. Acts of service and gifts. And her, and her husband's is, you know, touch. And, and so so they're so different. So it's like, how do you meet in the middle when 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 they're completely opposite? But you know what's so kind of cool about it is you're kind of covering the whole range now. So in a way, your love language is provisional for the other. Because if you've got some gifts going and acts of service going, right. and you know, the funny, the funny thing is for women, they always say, what's the love language is your love language, the one I'm not getting right now. Yeah. But <laughs> true. when you start, when you have different ones, then you end up with like more ways to love each other. Right. Because if you have a couple that has the exact same love language, they'd never leave the house. Right. Like, would they? they you know, I usually <laughs> see that too, where they have the same one. There's usually different. And so that's good because it adds the novelty, right? Because, you know, if we had this all figured out, we wouldn't say interested. <laughs> right. Exactly. So my girlfriend has like incredible hair and I just got my extensions taken out. And I was like, what do you like? How many extensions do you have in your hair? And she's like, no, no. She's like, I take sugar bear hair. And I was Get like, out. stop. I was like, I've seen that on your ads, but I didn't know if it's like it works, if it actually works or not, because you just never know. But yeah, she's like, they're fantastic little, like they're, they look like gummy bears. Mm. So she gave me one. They taste fantastic. Um, they're actually the best seller on Amazon. Wait a second. They yeah. Have, We're just like, they have amazing. as much vitamin A as four cups of broccoli. As much vitamin C as one cup of cranberries and as much vitamin B12 as four organic eggs. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's That's um, insane. I know, but it's also good for your nails and skin. Oh. Um, it helps the quality, but I just... I don't know. I think it's I think it's great. Not only is there good vitamins in there, but if keeping your hair healthy, because I've like noticed like mm. as I'm getting older, my hair is like thinning out a little bit. I I used to have the thickest hair on really? the planet, and I still have thick hair. 
but I've noticed also it become it starts to become dull. Yeah. A little bit. And this is going to keep it nice and pretty. I know what I'm doing. Um, go to sugar bear, go to sugarbearhair.com slash Jana for beautiful hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash Jana. Sugarbearhair.com slash Jana. So you have some pretty cool emails. Do you want to try yeah. to get them from? Oh, fun. So we Should got that. We <laughs> Wait, got where are some... you based, by the way? I'm originally from California, but I moved to Colorado seven years ago. Okay. I'm an um, Orange County girl. Okay, so you your your practice is in Colorado. Uh huh. All right. Well, if yeah, I'm ever I'm in a dire licensed. need situational a situational coming right. in California, so I still um, <laughs> I still online coach to California. Oh, I love that. Very yeah. Okay, so we have this one direct message from Taylor, um, and we're using fake names because we didn't want to out yeah. anyone with their questions. Makes sense. What would be the definition of a healthy sex life in a marriage? My husband wants to have sex every single day, but with two kids, a full-time job, we average about once a week, sometimes twice. Is that enough to keep a marriage healthy? We've been together for 14 years and married for nine. That's a great question. And do you know that's the number one reason couples come see me is they have a difference in sexual desire. One is higher. One is lower. One wants more than the other. And I have never met a couple that wants to have sex all the time at the same time. But we all have this issue of trying to, like, he wants it more and I want it less. And it can't be a numbers game. Healthy sex is a couple that can come together and figure out their rhythm and have a way with each other that they have consistent, mutually wanted, mutually pleasurable experiences. Consistent, mutually wanted, mutually pleasurable experiences. We consider a sexless marriage, get this, between 10 to 15 times per year or less. A sexless marriage, a sexless marriage is 10 to 15, so 15 times, times a year, a year or, less. or less. So if you're having sex 10 to 15 times a year, that's a sexless marriage. It's a little bit under the bar. It's a little bit of a strain for most couples. Mm-hmm. But again, people have to find what works for them. But consistency is key. Because what happens when sex drops off, I've noticed, is that people get one, they get more prickly with each other. They get more defensive, less mm-hmm. soft, less open. And then mm-hmm. they start getting avoidant. Yeah, And the longer you go, the, the more those things become heightened. Whereas if you're continuing to have that bonding super glue, which isn't just sex, but r- really rich, connecting, um, intimate experiences. And when I say mutually pleasurable, I'm not saying they even have to be mutually orgasmic. I'm saying people walk out of the room and go, yeah, I would do that again. <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, like, this is like TMI, but like, you know, I, I said to my husband, we have check-ins every night. Um, do you know uh, Thanos check-ins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do that. It's it's feelings, affirmations, um, needs, uh, own, and then kind of like our, um, you know, when we're going to therapy, what what he's doing for, you know, his stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and one of my needs last night was, you know, I lately, like I haven't felt like he's 
been intimate with me and you know I'm starting to feel like a little bit of a strain um mm-hmm. and it's like because whenever he is then intimate with me like I soften like immediately yeah. and right. then I'm like yeah. I don't need like and then I'm like I'm good you know what I mean and I could be good yeah. for a week or two and then because it's you like feel so okay. connected yeah and I'm like yeah. and even like and here's the thing too again a little TMI but like no even when I, I know. For me. <laughs> yeah well me neither but um <laughs> Like, even if I don't have an orgasm, I'm like, I still feel connected. Like, it's still yep. like, it's great for me because I know that I pleased him, but I still got, I still felt wanted and needed. So it's like, I was, I'm happy. And it's not that he didn't, you know, oh God, like my poor mother-in-law right now. <laughs> That's what's too TMI for or my maybe father-in-law or my uncle Roy who listens. Awesome. But it's like, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's just like, I'm, I'm okay. Even if I don't, because it's still like still being intimate with him and like having that like connection with him. Yeah. Right. So, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I completely yeah. understand that. And you know and what? Don't worry about your family. They know you're having sex. <laughs> You're That's pregnant. true. I mean, no. Well, I mean, well, you, just, you, know. you just don't want to hear that they are. <laughs> well, yeah, and or like um, my orgasm schedule, like orgasm schedule. Like, my uncle Roy's like sometimes I have to close my ears. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so in answer to the, you know, what what's healthy is every couple's got to discover it for themselves. But the, uh, that that guideline of mutually pleasurable mutually wanted and consistent and it's so much harder in different life stages and frankly the one that you're in now and people who have young children or they're in the child rearing stage is the very hardest not only on sexuality but on marriage in general i kind of call it the marriage trenches sometimes yeah well it's you're true. trying to negotiate so much in this life stage and so a lot of times the sex becomes challenged and tense and the guys mm-hmm. are wondering where their wives went because all of the emotionality and love is going towards children. And they're like, oh, right, us? Oh, you have needs too. So it's a very complicated time to maneuver. So how do you maneuver? Because, I mean, yeah. Communication, I mean, exactly communication and then a, a, a willingness to be leaning into each other's needs and taking care of each other. And sometimes taking care of mama is about giving mama a break. Yes, because she's being pulled on and feels needed all the time and she feels like a caregiver and there's nothing really um, sexy about feeling like a caregiver. Okay, I agree with you, but then also on the same (laughs) point, like, again, because I'm the one that wants more sex in the marriage, but for Mm -hmm. me, it's like. I don't want to just feel like a mom. I want to feel sexy. I want him to like touch me and like not Mm -hmm. just look at me like as his like mother that birthed his children, you know? So it's like. Right, because you don't want to be seen as a caregiver by him. You want to be seen as his woman. Like you want to be like. Hot mistress. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And sometimes that gets hard for women when they're, they are caregiving all of the time. They lose sight of that side of themselves. So that's cool that you are, are still hanging on to it and like, let me not be mama. Yeah. Let me, you know, step into, you know, where I can be touched and, and be, you know, the central person that I am. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot to, you know, a lot to manage in that, in that life stage, kind of shifting gears. It's so hard. It is. It is. It's, it's so rich, hard. Though, isn't it? It's rich, but it is hard. And you're in the heart, you know, and, and here you are pregnant again, right? And Wow. I will say, though, one thing that, like, is... I think probably key, and you've said this now a couple times too, is just communication. Because if you're not talking about your feelings or what's frustrating you mm-hmm. or what your needs are, it's like you're going to, if you're not like communicating your needs in a healthy way, you're going to go out sideways and it's, it'll, it'll be over like a, 
freaking lampshade not being turned off or you know what I mean? No, like, you're absolutely right. And I was married for 16 years mm-hmm. and I was a communicator and he wasn't a communicator. Mm-hmm. And I continued to grow and grow and grow. And mm-hmm. we got married very, very young and he sort of stayed, stayed in, in, you know, in that, like in the twenties and, and, and maturing and learning how to, you know, to grow himself and yeah. right. learn how to connect with themselves and learn how to communicate and absolutely communication. And then you know, most of us have a little bit of a learning curve around how to communicate about sex. Right. Like and who taught us that? No one. No one. So, no one. No one teaches you how to communicate no. those needs. No. What honestly? Right. What happens is Google and the internet teaches yes. you the bad stuff that you shouldn't be watching. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this is why I do what I do. Yay! Yeah, yeah no, it's like, awesome. Oh. She's like, thank right? goodness, because I because get paid. It's hard to get freed. It's hard to get freed up and, and feel permission to be able to like. And what words do we use? And mm-hmm. how does this go? And do we do we wink? And is it nonverbal? Or do we learn how to like say the words and you know, and say what you need and just discover what you need. And for women to be able to say, it's okay that I want sex. It's true. And I was just going to say, I'm now with somebody who... She announced that she finally has a boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> but she lied to me about it first. I know. I don't. Mm. I still don't know why I did that, except that I, I wasn't... I, I don't think I was ready to announce it on the podcast. Sorry, I'm like... But it just happened. Because I live such an open life, I'm like... No, <laughs> it happened. And, announcement? and I'm okay with that. Announcement right now. Pardon me? Is this the official announcement right now, or has it been Oh, no, no. Before? We announced okay. it right before we got on the phone with you. It was okay, cool. it was quite funny. You'll have to listen. I was like, I she's like, no, 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 just a friend. Wait, oh, my God, I lied to you. Like, it's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> but what I was going to say is he is mature mm-hmm. and older and mm-hmm. communicates mm-hmm. and makes me feel respected and is super kind. So I'm able to communicate with him. And right. it is such a different experience, next level. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's incredible. That. Leslie, that. can you love tell that. me about your box? Because I think it's so incredible um, what you guys are doing. I'm so excited about my box. It's called the Amazing Intimacy Box. And here's Can the you thing. send me, I mean, I'll sign up for yeah. it too. But I just, I really like, I, I would love that. I think for couples that like need kind of help igniting. Yeah, and it's going to be kind of a, a whole box, which means I'm bringing love, sex, and, you know, amazing life to your doorstep with experiences that you can have together as a couple that are fun, that are sensual, because they've got to have the love and the sex component. I but I'm this. also going to be coaching you through with written materials, too. And super great products that are kind of luxe products that you would like to keep that doesn't that, that live beyond the one experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard over and over how hard it is for people to prioritize, carve out time, mm-hmm. go on dates, nurture their relationship, and I just needed to make it easier for people. Yeah. Because when it comes to your doorstep, and we're still that kind of culture now, right? We can just get online and say, order that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to your doorstep and it shows up and it's all created for you, then I'm trying to eliminate obstacles and excuses so that you actually can just make it happen so it's a monthly it's starting out quarterly quarterly okay and then hopefully moving to monthly um it's uh, has it started yet 
It is launching. The website is up. If you're interested, the amazing intimacy box, you can say, yeah, keep me looped in. It will be launching this fall. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I will will pimp that out like crazy. Amazing intimacy box. I'm loving it. I'm super excited. And I will say I'm I'm excited about that. Because so have you ever heard of the love dare? Yes. Okay. So my husband and I did that and then we got halfway through and then mm-hmm. some stuff happened and we um, mm. had to unfortunately take a little break from it. But what I'm frustrated is, is, and this is a question for you to how to help me with this is like, I want to start it back up. I want to do things to like that, like strengthen and fun things for us to be like intimate with. But I feel like he's like resistant to it or doesn't like make the time. It's like he makes time to go to his therapy sessions and this and that, but he's like, but where's, I mean, I know like he's going to hate me for saying all this, but like, cause I know he, I know he like makes time for me, but I want to be able to do like fun things that can like help us together with intimacy stuff. Yes. And that's exactly what this is designed for. And here's my prescription and people, people get, sometimes they just, their jaw just kind of drops, but here's my prescription for how much time we should be spending. We should have a date night a week. Mm -hmm. We should have a day together um, every month. We should have a weekend away every quarter and a week together away per year. Mm. And since no one ever does that, I thought, well, I better create this box. Yeah, I love you. It's basically. I just can't yeah. wait. Yeah, I'm so I'm so 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 excited and I just appreciate you doing Thank this you. because Thank this you. is the stuff that, like I honestly have looked online for things like mm-hmm. this and I haven't found something that would be, you know, beneficial for both of us. So I'm really looking yeah, forward this to this is, box. This is not just another date box because I'm trying to give it some real substance. Yes. And that's what, cause that I did see one of those and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't want to play like gym or like this, like whatever. I was like, that's not what I want to do. I want it to be like meaningful. Yeah. Jenga. (laughs) It was Jenga. And we did play it and we got it. And I was like, okay, but I was like, okay, cool. Like this is like, yeah. Like I'm like, I don't take off your top. Like we're not in high school. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm like, I want like you were my husband and I want to do something that's like intimate. Yeah. And, and helps us and that can grow and that we can maybe use some of these things for for later so i'm so pumped and thank you leslie well, thank for you. being on the show and for being oh, just a rock star I, for couples that need need help i thank love you I and thank you thank you for having me on the show and i hope it was helpful and enriching in some way and uh yeah keep at it keep okay. at it i listen can i, I listen have you on the podcast. show again because i really oh, like I, you i love it and if, okay. if you do i want to come meet you because it's oh, so much please. better in person yeah Oh, please, that would please, be fine. Yeah. When you are in I California next, you. please let us know because I want you here. I was actually bummed when I found out that you weren't going to be in studio. So. <laughs> and yeah. then we can actually do callers. Yeah. yeah. No worries. <laughs> okay. Well, then we're going to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, segment part two with uh, Leslie. Thank you and so I, much. I loved your other one you did with your husband. That was so meaningful and so well his ass will be here when you are in studio so (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll dive real deep okay (laughs) poor guy poor guy yeah Yeah. all right thanks leslie my pleasure bye bye Bye. i love her she's incredible i need need her and um michael and all of us in the studio i know we need her number and speed dial yeah we should Mm -hmm. wouldn't that be fun like if like you bring your boyfriend Catherine, you flying with Nick? <laughs> group oh, yeah. therapy. Oh, That's yeah. more group like therapy. Group, group therapy. <laughs> Sounds like so much fun. But like her husband would like Nick is like he loves therapy, so he would like he would love it. Oh, you, your husband loves therapy. Loves it. That's he's. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. Well, oh, but she's I on don't the love therapy. <laughs> you don't love it. I mean, I like therapy alone. 
Right. But couples yeah, therapy, yeah. I mean, I it, it can get really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's hard when like, you know, it's like not to like dive too much in the relationship because I'm, I'm like, I obviously know everything about them. But like, it's hard when like, you know, she wants to more do it on the, you know, her own couples there, you know, her own session when it's right. like, it's hard, but it's just, you know, marriage, you know, because you've been married for how long? 11 years. Yeah. So yeah. that's like, that's where you, I feel like you can kind of get in that, not rot. And I'm saying you guys aren't in a rot oh, at totally. all, but like, well, I feel the, like, like she said, the young kids thing, you get into, you know, she's right. got three working, kids, three, three, kids. three kids, yeah, two, two, five and nine. Whoa. So it's like, you look like you're, you're 22. <laughs> she's I six. Am, I keep no. saying five. Are, are you yeah. kidding me? I know. Isn't I'm not that crazy. 22. You have a nine year old. She has I a nine year old who's in like football, baseball. And then like Emmy or like her daughter is in like, you know, cheer camp and like, and then, you know, the two year old that's a, a few weeks younger than Jolie. It's just like, I mean, it's like, that's where like, for me, it sounds overwhelming. I'm like, yeah. Like, and then 11 years in a marriage, it's like, it's almost like where it could get so like we were saying mundane and just yeah. like, because hard. we're creatures of habit. Absolutely. It's like yeah. everybody goes to bed at eight. Everybody gets up at six 30. Everybody yep. eats the same cereal you for go grocery breakfast. shopping, this and that right. we cook, but then yeah. it's, then it's, you know, and then I think what she's starting to realize and other people that have are now those many years in, it's like, okay, now we have to like do the work on the marriage, which is like hard right. when you haven't done it. Not that you haven't done it. I'm not saying that at all, but like right. when you like, it's just like, Oh crap. Now, like, now the kids are going to learn now our stuff is getting more like out there, you know? Right. It's kind of blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to work. Yeah. On top on of that. yourself. And you're like, can you just yeah. leave me alone? Right. Yeah. And then when you look, people have like different, you know, when they have different love languages like that on top of it, it's like, holy moly, that's just therapy. It's very complicated. Yeah. And that's why it's not easy. And that's why not everybody can do it. Right. So if you're doing it and you're in it and you're continuing to do it, you have to it's give yourself It's so much like, easier to walk away though. <laughs> it's so much easier. Are you kidding? It's so yeah. much easier to just say like, ah, oh, screw that. I know. But I love, like, I love that, you know, people are fighting for it. So I do too. And you know what I also love is stamps.com. Me too. So I just think it's great because after a long day of doing kids and cooking and it's just so convenient to be able to go on stamps.com and get postage. Um, you can buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package. It's available 24 hours a day, which is like my favorite seven days a week. All you have to do is click print mail. You're done. It's fantastic. They even send you out a digital scale. So if you're not sure, like you know, if how much something weighs, like it's super easy. I mean, that like this podcast, you can listen whenever you want, when it's convenient for you. So right now use Jana for this special offer. It's a four week trial, which includes postage and a digital scale. So don't wait, go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Jana. That's stamps.com. Enter Jana. Hey, Easton, do you mind reading, um, when a couple emails from our listeners, the one from Jessica about panic attacks. I would love to. Yeah. All right. Dear Jana, I'm obsessed with your podcast. While I listened to the podcast today, I couldn't help but just want more and more when talking about anxiety. I went on anxiety meds last November and have struggled with panic attacks lately, and I don't know what triggers them. I've tried using the Calm app to slow my breathing, but ultimately I end up resorting to prescribed benzodiazepines. Can you offer any insight? Hmm. Okay, so yeah, Jen and I have anxiety. Yeah. Um, Jessica, I'm sorry, girl, it sucks. And sometimes it's so frustrating for me too because it'll literally come out of nowhere. And it's like, why am I having a panic attack? I'm not upset. I'm not 
on a freeway, I'm totally right. fine. But it's subconscious. Something is triggering you yeah. subconsciously mm-hmm. and you end up having the anxiety. The anxiety builds because yeah. you start to get like, oh, my God, why why is yeah. this happening? What's going on? And then there you go. Mm-hmm. Full blown panic attack. It sucks. It um, does. What I'll say, though, that works for me, I have. So I had some really bad PTSD from that abusive relationship that I was in a million years ago. But um, and so. Well, sometimes when I'm home alone, um, obviously, Jolie's always with me, but even if I'm like at a hotel somewhere and I'm on the road traveling, I'll still wake up at three o'clock in the morning with just like really, really, really bad anxiety. And what helps me um, is knowing that I have like a Xanax in my purse. I rarely ever, ever, ever take it. It's just nice to know that it's like security. there. If Yeah, it's like my security blanket. Mm-hmm. I always have my water to make sure that I'm, you know, okay, I have I have that. But then also like I'll, I'll lay in my bed and I do the um, like the four senses. So it's like, what have I not noticed in the room? So I start to look around like the room. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. um, oh, there's a crack in the, like the, the door or, and then it's like, do I hear a sound? I'm like, and so I start to like listen to something. So I, st- and then like another one is like smell. Um, and then the other one is I always like, um, like feel like touch something that's like, okay, this, and it, it gets me out of my panic because my mind is doing something else. Right. Because it pulls you into the moment. Yeah. In that way, because your anxiety comes from the unknown. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the unknown, you're thinking of the future, you're thinking of other things. Yeah. And all of those things pull you right back. Yeah, but it's still hard. I mean, no, the amount of times hard. that I've called like the ambulance to come get me or just to know that like I wasn't like alone. It's it's so hard. But if you can try doing things like that, some people um, count. I have a friend count that breaths. counts. Yeah. Like if you do the three, I, count do, I do three in three out. So it's yes. like one, two, three, exhale three. And that helps mm-hmm. slow. But it's, but it, it's it has taken me it's taken me 10 years to get to a place now where, I mean, I'm still, I still have panic attacks. I'm still on anxiety medicine, but I'm able to talk myself out to, and and I also do this too. I always make sure someone has their phone on. So like, um, I'll be like, Hey, you know, for my guitar player, I'll say, Hey, can you do mind just keeping your phone on so that if I do call you, so I know that if it's three o'clock in the morning, I can call and he would pick up. Right. He would be there if I needed to be like, Oh, okay. And then then usually I'm fine. And then like, even if he did answer, I'd be like, okay, I'm fine. Like, sorry, I just needed to make sure someone was there. So just try to get things that work for you, but just, it just, it's going to take time and give yourself some grace. That's great advice. Yeah. It really is. No, it is. And you know what I've started doing with Rocco in the morning? Just, he doesn't, he does not have anxiety, Mm -hmm. but this morning, actually started it this morning. I ordered a mindfulness uh, game pack. Mindfulness things are great. It's so much fun. Coloring? Well, this one was, it's an activity every day. So this morning he started off, he woke up, he sleeps with me. So he was like, good morning, mama. You know, it's the cutest. He's so cute. And I said, listen, before we get out of bed, before we do anything, I want you to take three, three count, three breaths. So he did the deep breathing for three, you know, a three count breath. And then he was like, oh, I feel so good. And it's like instilling those little tools, Mm -hmm. even when they're that young, when they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. Is incredible. It's almost like a, what's that called? Uh, Meditation. Meditation. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. Easton, next one. All right. This is from Jana Lynn. 
My question is about how you deal with mom guilt when it comes to having a career that you love while trying to raise kids and keep a relationship with your husband. I have two little boys, three years old and nine months old. I'm about to go through a major career change in August, which I'm so excited about, but it will take me away from my family more often. My husband is struggling with the thought of balancing his own career and adding more responsibility to the kids, and all of this is causing me some major mom guilt. Mm. It's what hard. She I mean, it's hard having like a career, and it's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll say this: like, you know, something that to keep in mind. It's like, for example, like my girlfriend Catherine is out here with me. She's got three kids at home. She, you know, when we, but when we, you know, she's away from them right now. But when she comes home, on Friday, she's mm-hmm. going to make sure on Saturday that she's putting those kids down to sleep. Like right. she's making, what is it? Mindful time. Like you're making, cause I had asked like, Hey, let's all do like a, a couple's thing that night. And you're like, well, I, I can't because I have to, I'm a, I want to put my kids down. Like right. I haven't seen them. And it's like, you're making the time to like, it's give and take, yeah. you know, when you know mm-hmm. you're going to be gone, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm there for the next couple of nights. Doesn't always happen that way with my career, unfortunately, but I try to as much as I can. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard. I was just in New York for a week. Right. And I got back and I was put, I was supposed to go to an event. I got back on Friday. I was supposed to go pick Rocco up from camp, bring him home, have a babysitter come over and go to an event that night. Oh my God. And you just got home. Right. And at the last minute I was like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. It's not fair to him. Yeah. It's not fair to me. Because well, and you're putting that added stress on you too. Right. That's the thing. So it's like Absolutely. if you can schedule, like, I, I, and make sure because like, I'll, I'll do this too. Like, well, I don't want to be more than four days because then I'm mm-hmm. gonna then I'm gonna start to stress out. My work is going to suffer because of it. Right. Um. And then I'm gonna miss my child, and then you know, I, I then I'm gonna probably take it out on my husband or take it out on somebody else that's mm-hmm. like with me at the time. Um, and, and then also making time for your partner or spouse too, on top of all that is really hard because you have your career, you have your kids and then husband, but really your husband should be in the top of that. Right. Well, God first, but yeah, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, you know, the order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, how, but I mean, it should be like your relationship because that's the core and then, you know, your kids and then, you know, the job and stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's, it, listen, but it's, it's a lot, it's a lot and it's yeah. not easy. And you know, I work really early in the morning, so I don't get to drop Rocco off at school. I have a nanny in the morning and once in a while I will on a Friday, I'll drop him off at school and come in a little bit later. But I was feeling really guilty about that, but I always picked him up from school. So there was a trade, you know, there was this trade off that was great, but you know, you just have to get over it. Last night I had a meeting at three o'clock. I couldn't pick him up from camp and I had to have the, and the whole way to the meeting, I kept thinking, oh, I feel so bad. I should be picking him up from camp. I was just in New York last week. I should be. And but then I'm... maybe like, sorry, I know I just cut you off. Oh, no, but no, like, but okay. maybe then have like a great weekend with him. Like just yeah, time with what, him. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And when I got home, he was fine. Yeah. So they're right. fine. <laughs> it's yeah. us. They're yeah. Fine. But I would also say learn when to say no. Right. Uh-huh. In your work mm-hmm. w- with your friends with like, that's the hardest thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. I don't have to go to this event. It'd probably be good if I did, but I don't have to. And right now it's more important for me to be home Mm -hmm. or I really want to see my friends, but Mm -hmm. I did see them last week. It's going to be okay if I say no and I just stay home. Right. You're right. That's important. That's so important. Because we're putting all that pressure on ourselves. Absolutely. And it's hard to say no. It It is. is. You want to be good at everything. You want to be a good friend, a good wife, a good, you know, employee, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. But Well, we're not Beyonce. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
and have 10 nope. nannies. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, just. No, you're right. Uh, that was, that was good, Catherine. And yeah, both of you guys are just is. making, you know, being okay, saying no, and just giving yourself grace. So start practicing. No, 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 no. sorry. No. Um, but thank you guys again for um, sending in your emails and we're going to get to, you know, all these other ones on future episodes. If you have any questions for Janet at all, you can just send her an email at Jana Kramer at iHeartMedia.com. Easy as that. And I can't wait to uh, help you out. So HelloFresh has become mine and my husband's absolute favorite obsession I get so excited because when I come home and I'm like, oh, thank gosh, there's a HelloFresh package <laughs> at my door. And it's just so nice because I feel like I'm, I feel like Michael and I, like our biggest thing is like, oh God, what's for dinner? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to go to the grocery store. Okay. Like, and especially I do not like going to the grocery store with Jolie because she just like wants it's just everything. Too much. It's just way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes with her, but it's just, for me, I'm not that good with coming up with recipes or ideas or how to really, like I need something that's very simple and planned out for me. And that's why I love HelloFresh. Each box is made up with fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high rated trusted sources. Um, it's nice not having to plan dinner, spending money on takeout. I mean, seriously, the amount of money I spend on Postmates is stupid. So I just, that's why I'm like obsessed with HelloFresh because they're good meals. I make them with my husband um, or he makes them. It's it's amazing. It's just spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and get that time back to do more of what you love, which is hanging out with my family. So for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash Kramer30 and enter Kramer30. That's HelloFresh.com slash Kramer30 and enter Kramer30 for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com slash Kramer30. Enter Kramer30. I love today's episode. It was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks, Catherine, for popping in. On- thanks for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, like you're welcome. Um, no, but I, this was really fun. It's, um, it's nice to talk to an actual specialist about things, you know? She was fantastic. Yeah, I really liked her a lot. I want her in the studio. Yes. With all of our husbands and significant others. <laughs> um, <laughs> Group therapy. Yeah, I want Easton's wife to come in too because I want to like, <laughs> I want to get y'all's dynamic. That would be awesome too. She, uh, she has a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, and of course, I'm super excited that uh, Michael and I are having a little boy. So, so exciting. But um, I love you guys, and I am so excited to wind down again next week.